You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nose tackle Eddie Goldman is thrilled to be back in Chicago at Hallis Hall practicing with his teammates. And spoiler alert, his teammates are pretty thrilled about it too. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at LockedOnBears. You can like LockedOnBears on Facebook, join the LockedOnBears Facebook group, and subscribe to LockedOnBears on YouTube to watch all of our video podcasts as well. On the show today, we hear from the big Bears nose tackle on his decision to opt out last year, what went into that, how the year was for him, his regrets going through that process, and what he is expecting heading into this season, and just how excited he is to be back. Then we'll hear from Khalil Mack, also excited to have Eddie Goldman back, but he shares some of his comparisons between Sean Desai and Vic Fangio, and how that trend seems to be working in a positive direction for he and Robert Quinn, who we'll get some quotes from in the third segment of the podcast today. We'll hear from Matt Nagy about his injury situation and how they plan on bringing him along. And Quinn, very sort of frank and upfront about how disappointed he was in himself last season and really expecting a lot better for himself in 2021. But obviously expecting a lot from Eddie Goldman now that he is back, looking to pick up where he left off from two years ago when he was an alternate in the Pro Bowl. Obviously, Bears fans, players, coaches, none of them wanted him to opt out. There was a certain level of understanding, but no one wanted him to be away from the team. Everyone wanted him to be there, and obviously a, a lot went into that for Eddie. It was a difficult decision he had to work through. It is in the past now, but I, I get the impression it's something that's sticking with him a little bit as he really gets back into the swing of things in a more normal training camp type situation. And I, I really thought he did a good job of, of explaining some of his thought process and what he was working through as he met with the media for the first time in, what, over a year? Eddie, how difficult was it to make the decision to sit out last year? And then how challenging was it to think through everything that goes into coming back? Um, it was really challenging. Um, you know, when I made the decision, um, you know, I weighed all of my options. And, um, you know, just thinking I would be away for, from the game for a year, it just, it really, um, it really took a toll on me, especially when I watched uh, the season and how it played out and how we, you know, made the playoffs and everything. Um, you know, it was it was it was something to experience, but it wasn't really, uh, you know, a fun thing. As the season as the season played out, was a regret any part of regret about your decision? Um, yeah, it's always regret when you take a step back from something you love, you know. So, yeah. How, how hard was that decision for you? It was very hard. At what point did you know that you wanted to play this season? You said what? At what point did you know you wanted to play this season? Um, as soon as it was over. Hey, can you tell us what, what went into the decision for you just not to be here during the offseason and, um, and everything? It was, uh, you know, you had the COVID protocols and then um, also some family issues. Eddie, what was a day in the life of you last year when you are not here? not playing, doing what you love. What, what did you do? How did you train Sanchez? It was, it was pretty simple. You know, that's all I did. You know, it was train, um, 
you know, I would run here, run there. And, um, you know, I was just stay in the house and play with my dogs, you know. How much uh, communication, if any, did you have with teammates, the team? I can't, I can't hear what you say. How much, how much communication, if at all, did you have when you were away from the team with your teammates, the team, <clears throat> anyone? Like, after games, I would text guys, like, good game. You know, um, you know, Bilal had a, a lot of good games. Akeem had a lot of good games, as well as Mario. So, um, you know, I was, uh, I was in contact through text message. We didn't really talk on the phone like that, but um, through text message. I was. It was kind of painful, you know, because, you know, when, when, you, when you're used to the routine, it's like you know what times, like they're hitting the field at this time, you know, they're warming up. All right, around this time they're having the locker, uh, the locker room speech. You know what I mean? It's like all of that, and you know, just being away from it just kind of, um, kind of killed me. You know. Eddie, did you watch the games with anybody? What What was it like actually watching the games? You shouting at your TV, things like that. Uh, it was a lot of anxiety. You know, just uh, it was like you couldn't really, I couldn't really enjoy it. You know, because I was so much in it. You know what I mean? I live and die with every play, so um, it was tough. Some vulnerability there from perhaps the biggest man on the Chicago Bears, a 300-plus pound nose tackle, just kind of scratching some of the surface in there. But really, I thought some difficult things he was working through. And I think in the height of the pandemic with everything going around and how much we wanted football last season, I think it can get lost on us a little bit, just the magnitude of the decision that Eddie Goldman had to make there. Because, of course... He's fully aware of the consequences and the impact of opting out, right? This was not some willy-nilly decision where he's just wanted to take a year off just to kick back, relax, and enjoy. So you have to imagine, I mean, all of that that he's weighing, and to have that win out, how concerned he must have been, maybe how scared he might have been of catching the coronavirus, of spreading it to his family, of you know, all of the different possibilities that can spawn of that, all the people that have died or have been hospitalized, even one of the biggest, strongest, toughest athletes in the world. I mean, he is a professional football player in that sport about being the toughest of the tough. He, he would have had to have been so deeply concerned to weigh all of the potential negative consequences of not playing and still make that decision for himself. Like, how painful must that have been for him to have to say, to be so torn between playing the sport you love with the people you love and knowing that you're going to disappoint them and the fan base and the coaches and they're all going to miss you and that they're going to be going to battle without you and to still feel like I have to make this decision because that's how important coronavirus and COVID-19 was for Eddie Goldman and so many people across the country. And I just, I feel for him so directly. It's such a relatable thing for all of us outside of football to, to really feel that. And then to have to sit through that through the whole season and watch your teammates on TV, knowing that they wish you were out there and maybe you wish you were out there and, and the agony of them losing six games in a row and not being there in the playoffs when you know they could have used Goldman's impact in the middle of that defense. It just sounds like such a, a difficult thing for him to have gone through and to know going in that that's what he was signing himself up for and just how big of a concern and a fear there must have been over the coronavirus. I just... I feel so much for Eddie Goldman, and I'm so happy that he was able to get through it, that he's back, that he's vaccinated, that he feels a lot more comfortable with the protocols, and then he can come back and be the 
the big, strong, physical nose tackle that the Bears need him to be and that the team is looking forward to having back. I know it doesn't sound like teammates are holding anything against him by any means. They're just super thrilled to have their nose tackle back, including Khalil Mack, who raved quite a bit about Eddie Goldman. Mack, a man of few words, but had plenty of words about his nose tackle, plus his new defensive coordinator and more. We will hear all of that next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears brought to you by Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar. And if you want to get big and strong like Khalil Mack and Eddie Goldman, Built Bars are going to be a great place to start because they have all the nutrients of a protein bar, but they taste like a candy bar. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they taste incredible. Most importantly, they're all low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. It is an elite combination of good for you and good tasting that you just can't beat anywhere else. They have a ton of different flavors. They're all delicious. I've tried all of them. You can't go wrong with any of them, but if you try the mixed box, they'll send you every single flavor, and you can find which of your favorites truly stand out above the rest. Big fan of the strawberry, the coconut, the salted caramel tastes a lot like a Milky Way to me, but again, good for you. I'm telling you, you have to try it for yourself. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It felt like maybe we got a little bit of a discount pass rush from the Chicago Bears last season. Khalil Mack, Still playing at an extremely high level, but even him not 100% satisfied with his own performance. Robert Quinn, a much bigger disappointment that we'll get to here in just a little bit. But I'm always curious when we get to hear from a player like Khalil Mack, especially with his personality where he doesn't say a lot. It means a little bit more what he does say, in my opinion. When he goes into detail about something or gets excited about something or fired up about something, it, it, you can tell it means a little bit more to him, and he's not just somebody who's just talking because he likes to hear the sound of his own voice. But specifically with Mac, his familiarity with this defense, his leadership role in this defense, being around this this coaching staff, and, and as it's gone from the Fangio to Pagano and back to Sean Desai, uh, I really value his perspective and his input on what he's expecting from this defense this year, how they sort of reflect on last year, and how to get he and Robert Quinn going a little bit more than we saw in 2020. What do you think first time about Sean as a defensive coordinator, and what are you excited about linking up with him to do? Um, he has some of those same qualities like uh, like Vic, um, just understanding the, the player's strengths and uh, understanding how the simpler the better, you know what I'm saying, but also understanding the offensive side of the ball as well and having them adjust to us more than we adjust to them. And, that's pretty much sums up kind of what I see so far from him. He's called Vic an evil genius. Yeah, 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 yeah. Approaching that, is he there? Yeah, we'll, we'll, know, we'll know when the time comes. But at the same time, it's just the mindset, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can kind of see similarities between the two because he, he worked under Vic for quite some time, I believe. So you could definitely tell that he has some of the same mindset that Vic has. You guys said last year that the defense wasn't as good as you had hoped it would be. It, was that on players? Was that a scheme reason? What what came together to kind of make it that way, and how do you fix it? Um, to me, it sounds like excuses. Uh, but for me personally, I know 
I could play better. And so uh, ultimately, what I control is what I can control, you know what I mean? And that's everybody's approach to uh, this season. What you can control is what you control, but what you bring to the table, man, we got to come. We got to bring it all together and, and, and be what we know we can be. And that's a great defense. And um, just talking about it is not something that I'm accustomed to. I'm an action guy, and so I'm not going to say shit. I'll show you better than I can tell you, you know what I mean? Hey man, every time I look at him, I just call his name, man. Uh, Eddie G, he, he look and smile. He don't say much, but uh, this it's a great feeling to have that guy back in the building, man. And uh, just understanding the, the the type of person he is, but the type of player he is as well. And uh, I know it's gonna be a fun one, man. Anytime you out there with Eddie G, man, he make life easier for you. Yeah, how do you describe what he means to that front? Say who? Eddie G. Eddie G. What he means to the front? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you got a nose that can take on double teams, that's a thousand pounds, and, and make it look easy and shed blocks, and, and, and make it hard for those running backs to get out of the backfield. Uh, it's, it's hell for those guards and those centers. And so, uh, just understanding his strengths, he, he brings all different type of intangibles as well. You know, what I'm saying not only stopping the run, but he can he can pass rush as well. So, uh, just having a guy like that back is uh, huge. The end of the season, when Ryan and Matt talked, they, they said you had a shoulder injury that it affected you late in the year. And I know you're not about excuses. Yeah. You were on the injury report a ton last year. Yeah, yeah. It had to impact you some, right? I mean, that's the whole point. It, yeah, I'm out there. I'm 100%. You know what I'm saying? I'm not blaming anything on anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I'm out there, I'm doing whatever I can to help help the team win. And um, that's ultimately the, the kind of guy you got. With me, you know, in me. Shoulder, the worst of the the variety of issues you had last year. Yeah, I mean, for the for the most part, it, it is what it is. But I, I wouldn't keep talking about it. You know what I'm saying? As as is as if it had too much of an effect. But it is what it is at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, everybody in the building know what it was. So it is what it is. Hello, you and uh, Robert Quinn. What can you all do this year as opposed to your production last year? To ramp up and get to the quarterback more. Um, just yeah. I mean, you say what we can do. Get to the damn quarterback. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just get to the damn quarterback. I loved the way Khalil Mack wrapped up that question there. He ended up going on a little bit longer, but I thought that's the perfect place to cut it off there because they just got to get to the damn quarterback. And Khalil Mack not allowing injuries to be an excuse for him. I think it's. An explanation a little bit for why the sack total was down a little bit more. Again, we talked before on this podcast, I'm really not overall concerned about Khalil Mack's production last season. He was still pressuring the quarterback at a pretty darn similar rate to how he's done the rest of his career. So I think the sacks will come, especially as the rest of the defense around him presumably starts to return to form just a little bit more. But I like what he was saying about Sean Desai, and it seems like there's a real connection here between the young defensive coordinator and you know the players on his defense. He's a little bit closer to them in age than Chuck Pagano or even Vic Fangio. I think Sean Desai is like 38, like four years older than Jimmy Graham, younger than Tom Brady. I mean, it's, it's kind of a strange sight, but I think the rapport he's built over the years as an assistant coach and being around through multiple defensive coordinators and even head coaches in Chicago, I think has really gone a long way for Desai. But clearly there's an emphasis here about not paying attention to last year that much, not not ignoring it or forgetting about it, but just not letting it linger, saying last year was last year. And really, I think, resetting 
for 2021. Resetting with a new defensive coordinator, resetting with a new mindset, resetting with closer to 100% health for almost everybody. Some guys on the pup list, some guys missing practice. And Robert Quinn, not 100% yet either. Missing practice some, at some time, and he's been kind of banged up throughout the offseason program. The Bears are trying to, to bring him along, and really they need both Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn to be 100% healthy and a little bit better next season. It clearly, they want to do some different things to try and get them going, but I don't know that there's some magical new way to use pass rushers. At the end of the day, it is going to come down to one-on-one blocks and how, how well they can beat the man in front of them and, and get to the quarterback. Better coverage on the back end, forcing the quarterback to hold on to the ball a little bit longer could make some difference there too. It's all about some of that complimentary football, but it doesn't fully add up for just a, a down year from Robert Quinn overall. We'll hear some of the quotes from Robert about how disappointed he was in himself, and then we'll hear from Matt Nagy about what the Bears' plan is to try and keep him a little bit more fresh this season next on Locked on Bears. I don't think there was any bigger disappointment on this Bears team last season than Robert Quinn individually. Uh, Some higher expectations given the contract that he got, given the sack numbers he had in previous years, and clearly just not able to come together for what I think is probably a variety of reasons, but it's nonetheless not anywhere close to the production that the Bears wanted, and as it seems, nowhere close to the production he wanted and some of the expectations he had for himself. He had some very telling quotes yesterday, and I don't actually have video for the YouTube version or audio for the podcast version here of Quinn in his own words, but we do have the written out quotes that I can I can share with you about what Quinn has sort of thought about his season. He straight up called it a, a disappointment himself, but one of the quotes, I get the opportunity to reprove myself, earn the respect or however you want to say it from the guys. Make sure I don't disappoint them with this season like I did last year. And he straight up called it a bad year. I had a bad year last year and I need to do better is essentially how he was saying it. Uh, another another set of quotes. I might have been kind of hard on myself because I got high expectations. I got to give the Bears and my teammates and everyone the best version of myself as a person and a player. Clearly not feeling like he was the best version of himself. Started off the season with an injury and maybe never quite was totally 100%. Ended up playing more like half, like he was a halftime player, like half of the available defensive snaps he was on the field for, so there was more Barcavis Mingo in that rotation. We could see more Jeremiah Atauchu in that rotation this season. Maybe Travis Gibson, maybe Ladarius Mack. We previewed the outside linebackers as more of a complete position group a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, so make sure you go check that out if you haven't heard that yet. But the important thing is that he's not pretending last season was fine, and he knows he needs to be better. That's a lot easier said than done, but I think that starts with first, I guess, getting healthy and then staying healthy, staying fresh throughout the season. And, and Matt Nagy was able to share a little bit more detail on what the plan is for Robert Quinn and how they're approaching that through training camp, the preseason, and into the regular season. Matt, with Robert Quinn, is it the same injury from a few months ago ongoing? And do you have concerns about the amount of time he's going to need to get ready for the season? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it is. It's the same, and I think that for him, I don't have concerns. I feel good, and, you know, we weren't sure with all these guys when they have some knick-knack injuries where they're at, and, you know, uh, with Robert, um, 
right now with his health and with this back that he has, we feel we feel good that he's going to get through this training camp and be pretty healthy and, and strong. So we just got to, day by day, just keep getting him stronger and stronger and getting him where he needs to be. If I can rephrase the second part of my question, I guess, um, how important is the time or the practice reps going to be for him? Yeah. Because it seemed like that was an issue for him last year. It, it, they're they're going to be important, and he knows that. So, um like today, for instance, he's still going to get quality reps. Now, we don't have pads on. It's just – but for the speed of him getting out there, the tempo coming off the ball, uh, I feel like he's in a good place. But we, we certainly need to get him – we want to get him going. When we get pads on and going, we need to get those full-speed reps. What was the rapport like last year between you and Robert? I know you talked just about, just about seeing him around capture you, but just watch him go through a season like he never had had in his career. Mm-hmm. What was kind of that like for Yeah, it, well, for all these guys um, – they're so internally driven and motivated to have, you know, great years and be successful. And it was last year was just such a, a weird, different year because of not just meeting new teammates, but, you know, just the things you can and can't do with with uh, things off the field, meeting people and um, just with, with family and stuff. And I just think like for all of us, it was different um, for him specifically. Uh, I just know that he holds himself to, to you know, to a lot of high standards and, um, he knows that we all, as coaches, want to do everything we can to get him back to what we know he can be. And so there's there's uh, kind of the motto that we talked about yesterday. Like that's what happened last year is in the past for all of us coaches and players. And he's really more excited than anything. And he's he's had a, he's been in a great mood and great person, great state of mind to to really get going this season. Matt, when you, you told us in the off season that you would interview a lot of defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. What sort of in, uh, input did you receive from all those guys about how they would use Khalil, how they would use Robert? And, and, and did any of that influence kind of what you guys will do this year? Yeah, I thought that there were some really good ideas from the, the defensive coordinators that I interviewed, including Sean. And I'd be foolish not to take some of that and use it. And I think that's, for me, I put that kind of in the continuing ed department for me as a head coach is, hey, if somebody has an idea or something that they do at another place um, that works and that's beneficial, do it. And, and there are some, some things and some brainstorming that I've done with those interviews that, I, that I'm using and will use. Um, so, you know, there's I, – I was really impressed with a lot of the info I got. Again, there's not like a – a new way to use outside linebackers, right? I mean, they they rush the passer. You can change the alignment. You can change, you know, you can blitz more. You can, you, I mean, you can do a few different things here and there. I mean, the usage, how often you use them, where you use them, using them together, using them up separate, putting them lining up together, putting Khalil Mack inside with Robert Quinn on the edge or vice versa or, you know, blitzing from that side or blitzing from the opposite side. But, right, it's not like you can invent a new way to use Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack to unlock something different, right? It's just about finding that balance of playing time and opportunities and what down and distances and things like that. And, of course, just getting and staying healthy is going to be a big step for Robert Quinn as well. Hopefully a, a more normal season is in store for all of them. I mean, I, I, for me, I, I try to keep in mind that sacks are not going to be the end-all, be-all, that pressures matter a lot, hits matter a lot batted passes, the penalties that they can generate just from being effective, threatening pass rushers. And if, if they can open up more sacks for their teammates, whether that's a blitzing linebacker, whether it's Eddie Goldman, Akeem Mix, Bilal Nichols, Mario Edwards on the interior, for me, I think it's more about getting the entire pass rush back to a collective 
success point. And if if that's not double-digit sacks for Robert Quinn or Khalil Mack, but overall the defense is getting good pressure and generating turnovers and playing at a high level, then I think they're all doing their part. And I think that's the thing. It's like we want them to be individually successful, but more importantly, they have to do their part to at least make sure that the defense as a whole can be successful. So maybe with some reduced COVID protocols, maybe with a little bit more of a, a gentle build-up to the season for Robert Quinn, they can get him back to something a little bit more normal, and maybe that'll be just what the doctor ordered. Or I guess maybe without a doctor, what the doctor didn't order. Let's, do, let's go no doctors for Robert Quinn this upcoming season. But regardless, I'm excited to see them all get back to it, excited for how this will keep going throughout training camp. I imagine they'll keep looking strong when they're going against backup offensive tackles with the first team, Elijah Wilkinson, and I think I saw Lacavius Simmons playing at the other right tackle spot as the backup with, with Jermaine Effetti on the pup list. We'll keep you up to date on any and all big developments throughout training camp right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll be back on Monday, perhaps with... A little more of an update on the quarterback battle. Now that we'll have a few days under our belt to see them, not just overreact to one day of throws here or one day of throws there, but start to get a little bit more of a track record to understand, okay, here's how things might be going thus far. So I hope you'll keep tuning back in, keep checking out the YouTube channel, liking, commenting on our videos really helps a ton. Of course, those subscriptions are, are really where it's at. So thank you for all the support we've had so far, all the support throughout the long off-season summer months. And I hope in exchange, this podcast and now the videos with it on YouTube are just making it that much easier for you to bear down.